Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? I was going to say, please don't just wave at the camera. And uh, <laughs> we are uh, a wrestling podcast, sometimes a combat sports podcast. We'll talk a little more about that later, but we got to get the, uh, the 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 main stuff out of the way first which is uh thank you so much for joining us here while we discuss wrestling we're going to talk to you about extreme rules tonight uh i can do a little preview episode of that plus we're going to talk a little bit about uh ufc uh on espn uh 30 i think is what it is uh yeah. our buddy joseph benavides is going to be on the card again so we're going to discuss that a little bit and um then uh we're also uh really i say we're going to do other things but we're going to get off on tangents because that's what we do on this show <laughs> <laughs> so Absolutely. it's going to end up happening for sure. But if you want to interact with us, please feel free, drop a comment over there so we can interact with you guys, or it's over there, I guess. Uh, so we can interact with you guys. We love hearing from you. We love talking to you guys and uh, taking your questions. So by all means do that. If uh, you want to do it any other way, facebook.com slash ESPR 99 on the Twitter at ESPR 99 or email us ESPR at FM 99.com. That is the easiest way to. And if you want to stay in touch with us all the time, make sure you go to FM99.com or 1069thefox.com and you can click on the media tab right under that ESPR. It'll take you to our RSS feed, our SoundCloud page, and you can follow that, find our whole archive there. Plus, you can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling and uh, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, without further ado, now that the business is done, Dave, I guess uh, it's time to uh, jump on in. Yeah, here we go. We, we got a show on Sunday, which is uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because there's not really like for an extreme rules horror thing. There's not like a yeah, you know, horror Halloween stuff in July. <laughs> Why not? Um, all right, so what, what, what's it's extreme rules? We'll run through the card, uh, I guess, quickly in some of these matches because mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna say this right now: MVP is having a career renaissance at this moment. Yeah, oh, I'm happy for him. I, I liked him 10 years ago, and then uh, I don't know what happened if he fell out of favor. But, yeah, you, uh, United States Championship match, Apollo Crews defending against MVP for the new shiny belt. Which I actually like. I think it's a good updated look. Um, yeah. it, it's lacking a little bit of blue for me, but that's okay. Uh, overall, I think it's a good design, a uh, good new look. Um, I, I'm torn on this one because MVP, again, is in the middle of a career renaissance at the moment, and I'd, yeah. love, to see, I'd love to see him kind of form a whole stable, not just him and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think MVP really is one of the most interesting characters on Monday Night Raw right now. A great uh, commentary when he when he filled in. Yeah, uh, did really good on that. You know, always a good talker. You know, this is something I think you and I talked about this either an episode or two ago. We mentioned like you know, there's all these stables that form and like they never win. Yeah, you know, you know, um, th- this needs to be different because him with Bobby Lashley, you know, it's like something needs to happen. Or to make to make people care because like well they're never gonna win. I, I still think like Apollo wins because I like to have him have the belt. But yeah, I, I, Apollo is finally on the upswing after a very very long time being kind of a forgotten character and a low guard mid guard guy at the best. Um, I I'd, so I'm torn on this one. I, I want Apollo to hang on to it. But at the same time, like you said, this has got to be different. MVP needs to pick up some wins. Bobby Lashley needs some wins. Like, this needs to be a group that's taken seriously. Um, he just talked me in the MVP. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of on the board of I think MVP needs to win win the United States title here. Um, I think I'm going to go that route. I think I'm going MVP. 
All right. I mean, I, I want to be wrong, but I kind of want to be right as well because I, I like both guys because I want Apollo to be somebody. But this is, you know, MVP's window of opportunity here because it's going to get narrow and yeah. narrow if he doesn't win. Yeah. Uh, a match that they announced uh, tonight on SmackDown was uh, the uh, tables match because it was not how it was going to be a steel cage match in the Performance Center. WWE <laughs> SmackDown Championship, the New Day, uh, beginning Kofi defending against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. So selfishly, I have uh, Kofi Kingston on my uh, my fantasy draft team. Oh, so I I want the New Day to win. That being said, um, I'm kind of at a crossroads here. There's not much for the New Day to do with the tag team titles. No, Cesaro and Shinsuke could use them. Um, but I, I keep going. I, I kind of go back to my common thing with Cesaro and Shinsuke, and it's like, are they gonna do anything with them? You know, um, well, yeah. lose them back to the new day at the next pay per view. Right, right. <laughs> Which, you know, I think if any title is gonna like uh, the odds of any title changing hands on this show, this is where I put the odds at the highest that there is gonna be a title change. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I'm gonna go. I th- I, yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I'm going Cesaro and Shinsuke on this one, uh, just to freshen up the title scene, if nothing else. Uh, yeah. And they're they're and I like them. They're a good team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are, and I, I I thought the match was fine tonight. Um, yeah. You know, and it's nice to see Cesaro like do the swing, uh, do uh, you know uh, his neutralizer actually winning a match? It's yes, amazing. You know, in this thing, which you know. Yes, yes, yes. We're all we're all nerds, Dave. We're familiar with what it is. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I, it's just yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go with the next match, and I guess we'll stay on the SmackDown side of things for the SmackDown Women's Championship because I, I think if you're on the cards, this one. I uh, mean, we- I don't have much to say here. Bailey's gonna win. Yeah, but Bailey's gonna win. It's gonna set up for um, whatever kind of match we're gonna probably get with. May I guess? Well, may I guess Sasha at? Uh... I'm wondering. I'm kind of halfway thinking that like Sasha comes out and helps her retain her title, right? Yeah. And then I'm thinking when we jump over to the Raw side, I think we get a flip flop where Bailey comes or yeah, Bailey comes out to help Sasha and ends up costing her. Yeah. All right. So so since we just talked about that, we're both going to go with uh, Bailey on this. Um, this is going to probably be the best match of the night. Did. It... It better be. Unless you're I'm going to say this. We say that this better be the best match of the night, but I really feel like people are underestimating what Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler can do. But that being said, this is a strong candidate for match of the night. Yeah. This one, I think this one has the potential to be a stronger match simply because there is the air of Sasha could win this. Yeah, because I'm thinking like, well, they can go the route of Sasha fights Bailey at SummerSlam. And it's like, I am the title holder kind of thing. Or as you said, you know, Bailey comes to help. Toss Sasha the match. That doesn't happen. Even if uh, even if Bailey doesn't cost her the match, it, it, it Sasha losing here will cause more dissension between uh, Bailey and her. That'll cause yeah, more which is there. odd because they they kind of like backed off it a little bit. And they also, you know, a little, a little. Just, um, I I I'm going to stick with Oscar to win this one. Um, she just got the belt. Hasn't really had a meaningful feud yet. Yeah. Um, she got past Nia, and that was about it. Uh, well, she beat Charlotte, but. Oh, that's right. Was that was that even a championship match? Uh, yeah, but I think it was on Raw or something. Yeah, know. it was on Raw. Yeah, yeah, because the charity Charlotte already got beat up. Like, remember, like eight thousand things happened to her. Yeah, but, yeah. We had to have an excuse for her to lose. Um, but I'm gonna go with Oscar to retain here. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Going, and I think that I'd rather let's not have everybody have two belts at one time. No, and, and maybe it sets up the Kiari Sane match. 
Um, you know, that we're going to maybe hopefully get, hopefully get SummerSlam. I, I, she's been great since she's come back. It's almost like you know, she's had time to heal and, and recharge. And I'd, I'd love her to. I'd love her to be used more, but I think she's going to be leaving us soon. So yeah, but if we, if we get anything, I think if anything, we might just get the Oscar versus Kyrie match at SummerSlam, and that's the the end. I, I'm fine with that. And to do the angle where you know Shayna takes her out because we saw Shayna on Raw. Yes, thank God. We dude, I got two debuts that I was thrilled about. Well, it's debuts, I guess, re-debuts technically. Um, Bianca Belair. And it was funny because I was reading along with uh, a guy who was reviewing the show as I was watching it. I'm just reading. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, now if Shayna Baszler could just show up, this would be an amazing night for the women's division. And then like two segments, whatever it was later, all of a sudden there's Shayna Baszler. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it was weird with the ninjas. You know, it hey, was. But you know what? The ninjas are weird to begin with. So I'm fine yeah. with her just obliterating them. And, and if they're gone, then that's even better. <laughs> Yeah, I loved uh, I loved Akira just being like I'm out, and he's rolled out of the ring. <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, so we're we're trying to figure out because we talked before the show. We did. It is uh, believe it or not, we we sometimes plan, sometimes we don't. Uh, what 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 match is going to be the main event? Uh, I, I guess we'll go with. Um, I guess of the three, maybe this one will because this will take us away from the ring for a little bit. The uh, Wyatt Swamp Fight. Right. Which is not a title match from from everything I've seen. Uh, Braun Strowman fighting uh, Bray Wyatt. Is it not a title match? Really? It's not yeah. title. Yeah, does not appear to be a title match. I think this is just the probably the second of three matches in the series. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, because um, they're going to go back to this at SummerSlam. Braun really needs a strong showing here. More than yeah, but the problem is I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, you're right. It looks like it is a, a non-title match. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, non-title makes me think Bray's going to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because he's got to look strong in this somehow. Um, yeah, he can't he can't lose again uh, no. to Braun. No, no, um, no, pointless. The only thing I can think is that like because he because Braun made a comment tonight on SmackDown where he said that the he needs to win to keep the Fiend at bay. You know what I mean? Before the yeah. Fiend can take him out, before Bray Wyatt can take him out. And so my thought process is okay. Well, then that's kind of a giveaway. Bray has to win so the Fiend shows up next time. Like Bray, Bray has to continue to to build up or whatever it is. What well, didn't he did he fight the Fiend? Oh no, he fought Bray Wyatt. He didn't yeah. fight the Fiend. That's that's right. So this has it's a three step thing. So it's yeah, it's Bray. It's it's old school Bray. Um, and then when they when that doesn't work, then it's Michael McGillicuddy, and then it's the Fiend. How dare you, Michael McGillicuddy? <laughs> um, oh, hey, by uh, the way, uh, Lloyd uh, writes in and says uh, he's losing to Braun. He might. Uh, it's entirely possible, but like the story, it's it's entirely possible because it could be like, oh, the it needs to be the fiend to beat Bra- uh, Braun, which I could get behind. But that being said, the way they're telling it is that like Braun's talking about how he needs to beat him. Uh, oh, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Lloyd saying feeding Braun for the belt, SummerSlam. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent, regardless of who wins here. Um, Even wins at SummerSlam. Okay. That's what I think is as well. But I think if we're doing a best of three here. I don't – again, they're telling the story like that Braun has to beat him here to keep the Fiend from coming back or from from coming after him. And yeah. so, like, well, if that's the story they're going to tell, then logically Bray has to win for the, for the Fiend to show up next time. Now, they could just say, screw that. We don't care about our own logic and just do whatever they want to do. That's entirely possible. They've done it a million times. Logic. But I, if we're following the story they're setting up, then Bray yeah. needs to win this one. Yes, yes. It, it would you make – yeah, and, and but then I agree. Regardless of how this one ends, it ends up with Bray uh, as the Fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam, and I think Fiend takes the belt there. 
What happened to to, to Braun? Uh, I mean, not like in a bad situation. Uh, you know, and, and maybe because because of just current events, you know, there's no yeah. crowd, um, nothing to feed off. But even like, but before all that, when he had you know everything going for him, and then obviously they turned him cold for a little bit. You know, they took him out of the Brock match. You know, and then they kind of like, well, what do we do with him? He's a little bit of a comedy character, and yeah, it's it's almost like they, you know, held off because either a they thought he wasn't ready, or b they're like, well, it's the Roman Reigns show, so you're just going to be this guy until we. Kind of the same thing uh, that happens to everybody else. We kind of have to push you. I mean, we we start yeah. a little bit and then we stop a little bit, and we start a little bit and then we stop a little bit. Unless you're the guy they want to push, this is what happens. But he, as a world, his title run has been hindered by the fact that they haven't been able to have all the people they want to have to work with. Um, and they've got no fans, which isn't helping. No, um, because Braun, one of the best parts of Braun was hearing all the people get behind him. Yeah, yeah. Braun's style doesn't really wow me when it's just Braun. Yeah, you know, um, he he's kind of. I hate to say boring to watch. I don't. I don't really mean that. But like, there's something to the intensity with a live crowd reacting to the big moves he does. Yeah, yeah. around the ring and stuff. You know, well, he does the big slams and he does the you know the uh, the around the ring thing where he knocks people over and the crowd always hit, hit, you know pops for those moves. Yeah, and they help the impact. They help it seem more more impactful. And I think it's not as impressive when you don't have people there to watch it. See, this is where I feel like some people, high flyers and luchadors and and technical guys can. Because high flying stuff is impressive whether people are there or not. You're just wowed by what they can do with their bodies. Yeah. Um, I've seen a million guys press slam people, so that's not a big deal. Um, but I feel like the technical guys really get a chance to shine here too because they can have some of these technical matches that we can appreciate at home and not have, to, I don't know, we don't have to worry about a crowd getting bored. Well, yeah. Well, like AJ Styles and, and Matt Reldson had a decent, you know, pretty good match. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And the one thing that's been going on in the last couple of weeks is, uh, you know, the match has been longer with more TV time because they got more time to fill. They have limited wrestlers and, you know, they kind of cut a little bit of the silliness out because sometimes it's more like, well, we're going to placate to the crowd and we're going to have this going on and this kind of thing. And we still get a little bit with uh, the ninjas or whatever, whatever the heck that is. Right. But but they've kind of. Less than down, and the tonight was interesting too because it was almost like the old Saturday night main event where they had the long promos at the beginning. Because it's like we need to fill time, so yeah, it's so funny too because, like, we've said before about how they need to give things time to breathe, and we need, we need, you know, don't just cram everybody on the show and everything. And and I agree with that statement, but I also feel like the fact if 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 you're going to do these promos and whatnot, they need to be good, yes, serve a good purpose. Now, tonight wasn't a bad show. No. Um, there was nothing, you know, I'm not going to point to tonight and say it was, it was a terrible show or anything like that. It was an entertaining two hours is how I would call it. You know what I mean? Um, no. better than they have put forward in recent weeks. Uh, same, same deal for Monday. I thought it was, a uh, above average, you know, I, 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 that, that was the first Seth Rollins match I enjoyed in a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. I don't know if it's because it was against Kevin Owens or what, but I was really drawn into the Seth Rollins match, which for whatever reason, it's just almost like my kryptonite for watching Raw. But I enjoyed the show uh, on Monday more than I have lately. And the, and the women's tag match was good too, but it was good wrestling. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so, yeah. Oof. I, oh God. <laughs> okay. So, so for the WWE championship, speaking of Raw, you had Drew McIntyre defending against Dolph Ziggler and, and a stipulation we don't know. Now I have a great idea for a stipulation they're not going to do. Yeah, what's that? It's a uh, Heath Slater gets his job back match where if Drew wins, Heath does not come back. But if Dolph wins, not only does he get the championship, 
but Heath Slater gets his job back. Why, 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 would, why would Drew get a win and keep Heath Slater out? That doesn't make any sense. Because, because he's his friend. So it's one of those like mental things, you know, they would kind of do or like. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see you like. Yeah, you know, like, do you really want to win? Because your friend's not going to come back here. Yeah. Um, Probably not going to happen, but. Uh, you know, it's, what's it's funny like, is I think, I think it's something like that could work for almost any other pay-per-view. Um, but I don't know that it works for this one with the extreme rules handle. The, yeah. the stipulation needs to be something extreme, not just a, you know, Judy Bagwell on a pole match. It needs to be something. It needs to be something. He's later on the pole. Right. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be something extreme <laughs> where it's going to be some kind of weapon or some kind of first blood or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, regardless, Drew McIntyre all day. Absolutely, because it seems Unless they just uh, want to swerve us for the sake of swerving us. It should be Drew McIntyre all day. But they, they seem to be leading towards um, you know you know uh, Randy Orton, uh, I guess is, is in the SummerSlam match for Drew, which I think which is a good run for Drew. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. The match is good. Uh, Lloyd says uh, Drew wins for sure. So anybody yeah, else got but, uh, you know, let us know what you think in that match or any other matches on the card. Uh, so we couldn't figure out. What the main event would be. But this is uh, our exception. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe you mean that we think that this is going to be the... <clears throat> the main event of the evening. Um, yeah, the... Uh, I for an eye match. Oh <laughs> I for an eye match. We're, I, okay, so we talked about this before the show a little bit. And this is the one we picked as the main event simply because it is the most ridiculous stipulation... Um, it's going to have to have some kind of crazy hooey finish. Uh, yeah. It's going to be some kind of CGI craziness is what it's going to do. Um, and they're going to need to get away from it relatively quickly after this. Don't leave you with time to soak in it. Like, Or I should say, don't don't leave the rest of the show where they're going to have to remind you of this thing that happened earlier in the night. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Just get out. If, if it happens, um, over. Out. Get out of the show. Yeah. Um, like... But is it like you know? Is I, I think I think because of what happened on, on Raw with everything going on that uh, Seth needs to win this match. I, I shouldn't say needs, but but would because of reverse um, momentum. Momentum. Yeah. Yes. What we That's should clarify here is that just in case if you weren't aware of this, the eye for an eye match was confirmed by WWE. Confirmed by WWE that somebody wins by removing their opponent's eye. Yes, the language is the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye of their opponent, not the letter I. Are you hearing me? An eye. Take an eye out. Right here. This is the crap (laughs) they're writing. You know, somebody logging in right now and seeing that close up. Okay. And they're logging (laughs) right back out. Um, The. Uh, yeah, Ray uh, is on a handshake deal. Allegedly, we are all. It's one of those things. Reports going around that Ray doesn't have an official deal right now. Um, but it does seem that way that Ray's on a handshake deal. His contract was set to expire soonish. I mean, if, I think it already did technically, but they, yeah. I don't know if they have time to add on because of injury or whatever. Um, but regardless, uh, I think he's done after this one. Whoever whoever loses this match is done. You can't. They can't be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think unless Seth is going away for a while. Which I, but then, I but then when he comes back, he'll have to wear an eye patch for the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. This it, has to be Rey Mysterio being done in this company. This can't. There can't be anything else here. Does Dominic cause him to lose the match? Mm. No. I mean, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think Dominic directly causes him to lose the match. Okay. If like Ray was going to hang around and do more stuff, 
then yes, maybe, because you could lead to something with uh, Dominic being a part of Seth's group and that being there to get under Ray's skin. Um, without Ray there, I just don't know if there's a payoff for that. So I feel like it's more likely that this happens to Ray. And then even though Ray's gone, Dominic keeps coming back and attacking Seth Rollins. And you know what I mean? Um, I think that being the plan. But either way, I, regardless of where this goes later on, um, I'm with Lloyd on this one. I saw his comment. It's a good way to write Ray off if he's done with his deal. I think Ray Mysterio loses this. Seth Rollins wins. It's going to be weird. You know, it's a little weird. I mean, I think that like Ray would be done, but obviously he's had injuries throughout his career. He comes back. Oh, he, looks, he looks great. He's gone for he six months. He looks great. He looks great. There years now too. Yeah. Hasn't he been doing this? When did he start? He was like he was young. He's been going since the nineties. Uh, when he uh, hold on, I'm going to look at what age he was when he started this. When he started wrestling, um, because I remember reading it and thinking it was crazy, crazy early in his life. Well, he's uh, only. I should say he's only 45, but uh, he, he made his ring game. Right now, but yeah, at, at probably, age, okay. here you go. He's he's 45, 40. right? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be 40. He's 45. He's 45. He be he made his debut in Mexico wrestling when he was 14 years old. 1989. So this dude has 30 years of wrestling wear and tear on his body at this point. Yeah, how many knee surgeries has he had? I can only I can only imagine. Every time Ray does anything, I'm like, oh, he's going to tear something. Oh, God, something's going to rip. You know, it's like I get so nervous for the dude because for a while, towards the end of his last WWE run, he could not stop getting injured. Yeah. Which Every is time he did anything, he hurt himself. He was like, he's, it's so funny because they're such polar opposites, but him and Kevin Nash have like the same problem for a long time. You know, Kevin Nash would take three steps and tear a quad, <laughs> he would take three steps and tear an ACL or something. It was, it was, yeah. Um, but again, I think this is a way to write Ray off TV, and uh, Seth can can keep going with his now over the top uh, um, evil messiah thing. Well, I, I'm assuming I don't want to assume because I because we've seen Murphy, but we have not seen Austin Theory that we won't see Austin until he's 100. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that, that's gonna be a while. You know, and Acar and, and Razor are. Uh, I don't know who who has the injury. Um, frail, but, but uh, are know, they going to be part of the group when they come back? I, I guess it just depends I, on how they the heal. Because if if they they're healed and the group is still a thing, then sure, why not bring them back? Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're they're not they're, their attitudes don't look like they're a face team. You know, I mean, no. they could be the Viking Raiders who are the jobbers now. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and anyway, that's um. That's extreme rules, folks. And if it sounded like we weren't really enthused, it's because <laughs> we're not really enthused. One uh, match, you know, you know but, but this is where we get surprised, Sean. How, how many times? So many times. This show's gonna suck, and then like, wow, this show's really good, and then like what? the other times, this show's gonna be awesome. I think the show has the potential to be good. It's got Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, who will have a good match. But there's really no doubt in my mind that Drew's winning that. Yeah. Um, Seth well, anyway, Rey Mysterio. If they let Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio have a real match before they do the crazy eyeball ending, then that should be a great match as well. Uh, Sasha and and Asuka should be great. Yeah. Um, you have the potential for uh, a Bailey and Nikki Cross could have a really good match. Yeah, uh, so there's, there's some really good stuff on this card. Cesaro and and Shinsuke versus the New Day, depending on how that goes, that could be a really great match. There are some strong matchups on paper. It's just the booking around them that makes me really want to rip out my own eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 
It's frustrating. So I don't know. It'll be a show that I'm I'm interested in watching for the wrong reasons. I'm interested in watching to see if it turns into a train wreck. Yeah. Which I don't know if this is the right reason to be watching. Uh, it should be over quick, though. I mean, it should be like a two-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah. I, mean, I, can't, I can't imagine them uh, you know, dragging this on. Anyway, yeah. uh, Street Profits defending uh, Lloyd. You know, that's a good question. Maybe on the pre-show. Have we seen them? Oh, we saw them yeah, the last couple yeah. of weeks. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. Um, I think I think you could easily add that to a pre-show match, the uh, Angel Garza and Andrade versus the Street Profits. Yeah, yeah, the Ferrari yeah. team, team splitting up. Yeah. Dave so said about it. He's really heartbroken. Well, we can't, can't just drag it on. Well, here's the thing: Andrade needs a manager, and Angel Garza is going to be a star. I mean, he's and he has a manager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you if know. I, uh, I'm, I'm just noticing that if I, if I tuck my chin, right, I look yeah. like a floating head over here because <laughs> I wore a black shirt on a black background. Yeah, yeah. For those listening in the audio edition, it's you know we're still like I guess you know I got we got lights in ourselves now, so we so I, I have a nice tan going. But uh, you can see us, yeah. You can see us, uh, but you know it's the camera angles that we're we're, we're trying to figure out here a little so, bit. So. Yes, if you are listening <laughs> to the audio version, feel free to join us when we do when you do these live. Uh, generally speaking, Friday nights before or after SmackDown. If you check our page ahead of time, it'll tell you when we're going to go live. Yes, uh, Facebook.com/slash ESPR99 to keep up on that. And uh, you can join in on these and feel free to throw us some comments like uh, our good buddy Lloyd, who was. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Lloyd. Yeah, really, really chatting up with us, which we appreciate. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Monday, I guess seven o'clock, we're going to shoot for uh, the uh, review of uh, of Extreme Rules or 730 because we may only need a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, we discussed this live. So There's some pre-planning we're doing right now. 730. We'll talk about it uh, because that. The, the, mm, We'll talk about it. We'll figure out when we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be in the 7 o'clock hour. I promise you that it will be before Monday Night Raw starts. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. So, so uh, there's something else happening this weekend that is not wrestling related that we do talk about from time to time on the show. You are correct, sir, because uh, we uh, both have talked about this before. Uh, I, I think that I'm generally a bigger fan than you are. Um, but uh, UFC uh, is going to have a show Saturday night on ESPN+, Plus, which I will be watching. Uh, thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd. Saying we're awesome. He's a nice dude. I, Lloyd, you're awesome. <laughs> um, so we're going to watch uh, UFC uh, on ESPN Plus 30. And uh, it is a really, I'm watching it for one particular matchup. It is a rematch between, uh, uh, for the flyweight title, the vacant flyweight title between Devis and uh, Figueroa and uh, Joseph Benavides, who is a friend of the show. Um, yes. Joseph was on with us and he spoke with us, uh, before the last time they had a flyweight fight when they did UFC in Norfolk. Um, <clears throat> the catch was the, uh, Figueredo, uh, ended up not making weight for that fight. He missed weight. Yeah. So it ended up not being for the title. Well, at least not for both of them. If Benavidez had won, he would have gotten the title, but he didn't win. He got taken out in the second round. Uh, it was, it was bad looking. Uh, Benavides was really upset about that loss. He said it'll probably bother him forever. But this weekend on Saturday night, he has a chance to avenge that, and uh, and he has a chance to avenge it and, and make it up to himself. Uh, I've been looking through some uh, some stuff. I'm looking on like MMAJunkie.com, and I'm trying to see who like their experts, quote unquote, are picking to win the rematch. Yeah. And I will say this: our boy Benavides seems to be the favorite. 
Well, good. You know what? It was the knee strike. I think that got him, right? I don't know if it was like yeah, not like an accidental yeah. knee, but that, that's that's what got him. He started bleeding, and then you know that that was that was it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we talked to him, because we talked, because at the time you know the guy you know was a champion. I think it was a dual champion, right? And he's going after another belt because he used different weight classes, you know. And then of course he couldn't make weight for this. Um, yeah, but the whole psychology of the thing, because what, what he has now, if he doesn't win this match, Benavidez, he will set the record for most attempts at a title without a win. Yeah, because right now he's tied, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's never a title you want. Um, I'm pulling for Joseph just because, we again, we talked to him. He was such a nice guy. He's an incredibly talented dude. He's one-third my size, and I'm convinced he could kill me uh, <laughs> without even really trying. And um, he... In in this fight, if you're looking at the betting odds, the Vegas odds, he's actually the underdog. Um, I think uh, Figueroa is the uh, two-to-one favorite, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I'm looking at these predictions here, and people are overwhelmingly picking uh, Benavidez to win. He's uh, According they had 14 people on MMA Junkie choose who they thought was going to win this fight, and 11 out of three picked Benavidez. Is it a sentimental thing? Because he, he's a more, you know, well-liked guy. I mean, the same because of, you know, He's been a steady guy in the, in that weight class and everything, and uh, you know everything he does. The other guy, you know, kind of rubbed people the wrong way with you know well, I'm going to be in this weight class, so I don't have to fight this guy kind of thing. That was kind of the thought before. Yeah, um, I think part of it might be that. I think it's also, I think they also know how much this this fight means to him now um, no. because they had a chance for this once before, and he lost, and he took that so badly. Um, and the title still remains vacant. He knows that he's up against that wall of, of being the sole owner of the record of most title fights without a win. And he doesn't want to be a sole owner of that record. I think there's a little bit of that. I also think he's been training his ass off for this. He He's a really well-rounded fighter. Um, he just, I think he just got caught last time. And, um, you know, at, at UFC Norfolk. And I guess actually now would be a good time for us to uh, let you guys in on a little bit of what we spoke to Joseph Benavidez of last time when it comes to the fight game. It is my first title um, that I'm looking to win, but even that, it's just, you still look at it as another fight, you know? Um, I was just doing an interview in the car even where, you know, my first title fight, I was so obsessed with the object that was like the belt. And like, that was all that mattered. And it was just this like imaginary thing that was going to make me like, self-validated and make me like feel better about myself and it was such like a selfish thing like i just wanted to be the best i want everyone to cheer for me and like hold up an an object but it's really not that you know i mean it's cool like i was saying it's, it's like an extra line on my wikipedia page that like proved that i was like really good at fighting but like i know i'm good at fighting and people are always gonna say i'm good at fighting yeah so now i mean that's not what motivates me like i used to literally run on the treadmill and look at a belt you know what I mean? Like yeah. that might not be healthy. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways. It didn't work for me like the obsession part of it. And like now, like I literally just like when I imagine winning the belt, I imagine winning it for other people like like I don't look at like I think about hugging my wife or something in the back and like embracing her, not like I'm going to hold up the belt and everyone's going to like love me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get and it. And stuff like that. So the belt, like I said, it's great. And it proves you were really good at something. You were the best in the world for that night. But I'm like, for the last 10 years, any given night, I was the best, you know, in the world that night. So this is just something to symbolize it. It's actually a nice piece of metal that I can have and show I was good. 
like all that kind of stuff that that goes with it. And amongst other things, I'm sure that goes with, you know, being the champion of the UFC. So yeah. Do you think mentally, like having been in championship fights before and, and your opponent has not, does that maybe give you a, a mental advantage in some ways? Because you know how to, as you just mentioned, do your preparations yeah. different? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. And that just goes with experience. You know, I'm uh, I'm more experienced than him. This happens to be a championship experience is a, is a huge one, you know. But the fights, the experience I have, I mean, I'm a huge believer in all that paying off. Like, you know, you just... Through training, through preparation, through time, through experience, through the journey, you gain just little tiny advantages, you know, that help you. Like, nothing's guaranteed. You still only have a chance to go win that night. But all those little things help that chance. There you go. Yep. yep. He was great He was uh, when we had him on. He was a very friendly guy. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was in the studio, by the way, which is uh, yeah, you talk to us, yeah. um, really good guy. Uh, I, th- I I I pre- I liked what he said about not the obsession didn't work for him. Um, that being said, I feel like he's probably been a little obsessed since that last loss. Uh, we were there. It was it was God. It was hard to watch because now it's so funny because I've always been a fan of fighters, right? But I've never had one that I've actually. Well, that's not true. I, I've, I've talked to a couple of guys now, um, but he came in. He talked to us. He was so nice. We really got to to get inside his head a little bit. And uh, we told him we were going to be there rooting for him and everything, and we were. And just to watch it go down like it did to a guy who didn't even make weight. Uh, yeah. All that. And then you go, oh, this guy, he's not making weight, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at that, you know, this time he made weight just fine. So that's great. I'm glad. Uh, it just, it, man, that rubbed me the wrong way last time. That, that, that really upset me. Um, but again, I'm pulling for Joseph Benavidez this time. Uh, he's my pick to win. I'm going to never not pick him. i'm gonna never not pick joseph benavidez so uh if you happen to be a fan of mma let us know who you think is going to win tomorrow night's ufc uh on on espn plus 30 uh you can send it to us at espr at fm99.com or you can tweet us at espr99 let us know who you think email us as well at espr at fm99.com and uh, let us know who you think will win the fight just uh benavidez or figueredo um I don't know. It's a toss-up because again, Figueiredo looked so vicious last time. His strikes were yeah. nasty, but I can't. I can't stop pulling for Benavidez. I just can't stop. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy. You know, you you want him to get this because otherwise he's going to have that. And remember, he told us when he becomes champ, he's going to come back on. Yeah. So we can hold him to that. We can yeah. say, "Hey, look, man, you owe us another interview now because you told us you were going to tell us what it was like to finally get that win." Yeah. So uh, if, if that happens, we we will definitely reach out to him about having him back on. Sending good pre-karma. Yes, oh. 100%. Good pre-karma yeah. from uh, from us to our, our buddy, Benavidez. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we will be back, like Dave said, on Monday. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to be reviewing ESPN. Um, ESPN. <laughs> we're going to be re- reviewing Extreme Rules and probably, you know, going over a little bit of what happened in, on uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 30. Uh, mm-hmm. because they, hopefully good news. Hopefully good news. Uh, you'll know right away when we open the show. I promise you that. So in any event, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, again, remember there's lots of different ways to do that. You can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. You can find us on all the different social media apps, Facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99. Uh, and, of course, you can always find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling, and that gives you the podcast pops right up there for you. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, barely. I mean, you know, three <laughs> days from now. Three days. <laughs> 
three days from now, we'll be back talking extreme rules with you. So until that time, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. <laughs>